Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, September 3rd, 2021, episode number 198. We're getting up there, Carter. Almost 200. Wait, you, you didn't say we're back? You wouldn't say we're back? That one was like so, that was a softball. We had three weeks. That's too, you, that's, that's too easy. That's too easy. <laughs> we're back. Carter's back. And the Echo's back. Yes. What's up? Guess who's back? Scotty's back. Carter's back. Carter's Scotty's back. back. We're back. Hey, dude, we're back. What's up, everybody? We didn't leave forever. It was a couple weeks, a little hiatus, but we're back and we're getting back to it. What's been going on, Carter? Oh, dude, we don't have enough in this ep- enough time in this episode <laughs> to get into it all. It's been a lot, man. We haven't done one since before New York. So that whole run for me up there was pretty nuts. Uh, I went to Square Deal. You've been to Square Deal. So I don't... Nope. Wait. I've been to Square That's Deal. right. You haven't. So nope. I got one up on you there. Nope. Yeah, I got one up on yep. Scotty Deal yep. there. Yep. And then I went and, to Medina. And... You haven't been there. Haven't I, know, been there. I know you haven't been nope. there. So it's two up on you, bro. I didn't... So when I first started this... I thought there would never be a day where I said I went to a track and Scotty Dubler hasn't been there, but now I got two racetracks, so we got to get you over there. Because well, if you want to com- if you want to compare racetracks, I mean, <laughs> no, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> but what I'm saying is just having one over okay. Scotty Dubler. That's how that's mm-hmm. how big of a deal it is. So and now we'll, you got two. We'll fix it next year. I'm not worried about it. But dude. If what? if the schedule allows, it's, well, it's just crazy scheduling. But they Schedules. race more than once at Square Deal, so we can figure out something okay. there. And Medina, you're right. Yep. You might if the schedule has to play out right for that. So hopefully we can make that work because, dude, both of those tracks, oh, oh, oh chills just right now. Like you, you talk about goosebumps. I'm starting to understand mm-hmm. what you mean. Like that, the places like right. that right. are just pretty special, and I'm so glad that I got to go to it. So yeah, it's. It's been that and then well, everything I, else. I was glad that you told me you're going to this the one on Sunday. I'm like, hey, if you're going up there, you might as well grab that one on Saturday, too. And it was definitely worth it, right? Oh, dude. It was unreal. Like, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, the the people that are racing there, you don't even... Some of the names you never heard of, but they're they're waxing pros. Like, it was, like, it's nothing. So, like, you're, like, this pocket of the country, this little local track... It's amazing little, uh, well, I don't even know. What is that? A half mile? Quarter mile? I don't know. I don't forget. I've never been there. I should, I should, I I knew when I was there, but I forgot about it in the two weeks. (laughs) But it's, it's a short, it's a short track, but it's awesome to watch them rip around like, uh, Craig Estelle, people like Craig Estelle, uh, Veliki. National, used to be national number 51, Veliki. Oh my. And he, dude, he flies down at Greenville, Ohio. He doesn't get out and travel that much around. Yeah. That guy still hauls the mail. Insane. Well, I didn't even know who Veliki was. I just went up and interviewed him and then he ended up going out and beating Estelle, who I was in like jaw to the ground in awe watching this guy race. It's like, he's got a style that's like Speedway, I guess, because he used to race and he used to race Speedway and like just so much fun to watch ride. Um, I, I haven't been in awe of somebody's style and just how they can rip around a short track in a long time until seeing that dude so that was amazing dude like the the medina tt was unreal dave and Rhonda waters huge shout out to them i got to work with a race team from start to finish watching them load event load their race van race hauler and work with a new rider like that whole deal from start to finish i've never done that with the team huge shout out to them for that opportunity um and i got to experience uh being in the pits this year so i got that for new york and you got you got to see their race shop which is something 
you've probably seen NASCAR shops, you know, yep. as long as you work there and go there and uh, a motorcycle shop's a little bit different. Obviously everything ha- doesn't have to be as big. It's smaller. You got workbenches, you got tools, you got, you know, I'm, I haven't been to their shop, but I, I've, I've seen pictures and some videos and stuff. And I'm glad you got to experience that. No, it was super awesome. And uh, with the new rider there in, in New York, it was a cool story. Um, seeing Damon Reem making, making both of his mains. We'll talk to him in a little bit. He's this week's guest. Uh, we'll get into that a little mm-hmm. bit more. Don't want to give too much of that away. But that and the me- meeting Hunter Bauer and talking to the NKR uh, team from Canada there. Uh, super cool all around. And uh, just watching some flat track racing there in New York, man. There was some good racing up there. And uh, got to see everybody out there. And uh, I don't know. That was just that was just New York, man. We've had, what, th- two or three more weeks since then. So uh, <laughs> that was just one round. And then we also got to ride the Honda Talon. Oh, dude. We talked about it a little bit to our patrons There'll just a little while videos, ago. There'll be some videos, yeah. Riding in the Haunted Town was awesome. Uh, some of the news we missed while we were gone, Jared Meese, the Meeses, I guess, are taking over uh, the Springfield Mile. Uh, this is the last race that Dave and Tamara are going to be promoting at Springfield, at least. Yep. Uh, it's going to be sad to see them go, but I get it. I understand. Uh, it's very hectic, and there's a lot going on. It's a lot. It's expensive as well. Uh, we did talk about the New York short, short track a little bit. Peoria TT was the weekend after New York. I don't know if we need to talk about all the racing in New York, but it was really good. Can I hold on before we move off to of New York? Cameron Smith, the yes. first African American to ever win uh, at an American flat track race. You know, John Nickens won at what was then a 600 national or a hot shoe national, something like that, at uh, Frederick, Maryland before. Okay, but this is the first one at an AFT national. Uh, that uh, an African-American has won. So yeah. congratulations to Cameron. Long time coming. He got on the podium the first night, backed it up with the win. So uh, that's pretty much all I want to cover on New York. Uh, Peoria TT was the next weekend. Before I went to Peoria, I took Ricky Rackman to uh, the Country Saloon, yep. who was the presenting sponsor of the race. And nice. got to hang out there, hung out with Tracy Jones. Tracy Jones bought our dinner, uh, showed me around. There's flat track memorabilia all the way around the place. They, they kept my hat. <laughs> the hat that was on my head. I can't it, believe you didn't, didn't sign that thing. Me. Why didn't you sign it? I didn't I didn't I didn't even think about Hopefully it. Hopefully it'll be there next year. Just bring the gold bring the gold Sharpie with you next year and sign it next year. How about I'm that? A, I'm gonna have to do something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty cool. So I got to check that out. Tracy Jones, one of our patrons, bought our dinner. Uh, and then the Peoria TT got a little crazy. Mm. Um, at the at the end of the, the long day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it have, did get a little crazy there have, at the end, but they, they got it in. Yeah, and and I've heard a few different theories, like why did they run the Super Twins first and and not put the singles out there first? I've heard a couple different ideas like that, and I I don't know. I, I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions in the heat of the moment. They wanted to get the Super Twins race in because that's the premier class, and if it was getting dark, if there was more rain coming, I don't say rain on race day, but since it's not race day right now, if there's there's rain coming in, we had a chance of that. So they had to get the Super Twins in. I understand. Um, and then they did all the podiums after the three main events, which was kind of awkward. And it kind of felt like it drug out forever. But I would rather get the racing in and blow off the podiums if we had to. So, yep. I mean, I get it. It was just different, you know, celebrating a podium and then have to, to fill time so they could take pictures and the hat dance and, and all that stuff. So it was kind of awkward, kind of different. But uh, Peoria is in the books. Yeah. And, uh, and now we're moving on to Springfield, and I cannot wait to see Brian Smith out there racing with these guys. You got Jeffrey Carver going to be back at, on the mile, and Henry Wiles is going to be in the Super Twins class. And then Vance and Hines stepped up at Peoria, and they're bringing a, a full team mm-hmm. to race the Springfield Mile. Yeah, bringing back uh, Jesse and, and Hayden, right, for uh, for this week's... Uh... And, 
and adding Chad Coates. Absolutely, too, and the Super Twins. Yeah, that doesn't it doesn't sound like a big deal. It's a big deal. You ask Chad Coates, he's like pretty it. pumped about it, right? Absolutely, yeah. and you know Chad, it's a, it's a good opportunity for him. You know, Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 good. I I, I love it. So. Um, as, as far as previewing Springfield, <laughs> it's going to be a crazy weekend. For me, yeah. it's four days in a row. There's a District 17 and Vintage National on Thursday. Friday's the AMA All-Star Race featuring the AFT singles. Also, it's a Hooligan National on Friday. We haven't even talked about that yet, so the Hooligan wow. Riders will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the AFT singles on Friday, they're going to run practice qualifying, two semis, a main, two semis, and a main. That's a lot of riding. Uh for these singles riders and some of them are moving up and, and racing uh on a twin the next day that's, the next couple yeah, days that's so, what i was gonna say all before they get on the on those twins and ride two miles like that's gonna be uh it's gonna be a, an intense weekend of racing for sure starting on thursday like you said so uh i'm a little bummed i'm gonna be in Polly this weekend if there was ever a springfield that i had to miss i hate that it's this one because it, they are there's a lot of storylines and there's a lot of uh, a lot of good racing that's going to be had in Springfield and I think it's the first one I've missed in like five years in the five years six years that I've been doing flat track so I've usually made one and I'm a little bummed that I won't get a Springfield in and to to for it to be Dave and Tomer's last one that's a bummer because uh, you know what they've done for the sport and how much they've poured into that event i'd love to be there for their last one but a, a big shout out to them for everything they've done in years past and uh best of luck and whatever they choose to do after they uh hang it up after this year for sure absolutely and some more preview on the springfield mile production twins last year you, you, you got rispoli taking the win one day and you had varns winning the second day chad coast was up there ben lau was third one day and second one day ben lau almost won the pure tt uh, my hats off to Dan Bromley for for taking that victory of that mm-hmm. one. He he definitely earned the Peoria TT. But you got you got him. You got Dan Bromley with the momentum. They found something. I talked to uh, Richard Riley last weekend in Virginia. The race that I went to that rained out. He said that they found something in the cylinder. Something was off, and it kept breaking stuff in the cylinder. I don't know if it was the valves or the skirt of the piston, but something was not machined right. They figured that out, mm. and that's why he's been having so many mechanical issues. So mm. if they've got that figured out, Bromley might be up for Watch out. both days on the mile, too. Watch yeah. out for Dan. Yeah. And, then, and then the Super Twins class, uh, you know, Breyer needs to stay, keep staying up front. He's going to have to keep Meese in his sights because Meese could possibly win four in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, Meese has been... You know, you, you always say Brian Smith's the master on the miles. Jared Meese won all the miles just two years ago. He did. Jared Meese is always up front on the miles. He's He's got what it takes to be. To, he could very well win the next four races in a row. Mm-hmm. But then you got Brian Smith. He's going to try to do everything in his power to, to not let that happen. It's his last year. He wants to go out at least with a win or two or three or four. Yep. Um, and Brian wants to keep that championship. So, I mean, it's they're all going to three be battling, I think, for these last four miles. And you got to think back too. last year, Sammy Albert won on the first day. He wasn't a factor he on the did. second day. Sammy, Sammy could win. You got Brandon Robinson. He's looking for a win. He's won at the Springfield Mile back to back on a Kawasaki. He, has. he hasn't won there on an Indian yet. So there's so many storylines. I, you know, that's just the the tip of the iceberg for me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to get into it more uh, on on race day on you know track pass and stuff like that. But I'm super excited. We're going to have a couple different guests stopping by the booth, uh, both at the short track and at the mile. And I just, I love Springfield and I can't wait to get there. Well, 
the one that you didn't mention that I have to get in just because I'm a big fan. Jeffrey freaking Carver's coming back to race Springfield. Oh, yes. Can't throw that name it, out there. Can't go back. Can't go on without throwing that name out there and throwing him as a potential winner. Out and there. he's also won there before. Yep. And, you know, the Illinois crowd loves it when, when Jeffrey's there. It's like it's like Earnhardt and, Jr. When, when he was racing in NASCAR coming out of turn four with the lead. Like they when he's in the lead or in the contention for the lead, the fans love that, it. That's one place, you know, the bikes are going so fast, but that's one place when something happen, happens that's crazy, the crowd, you can actually hear the crowd you over feel the it. motorcycles. You feel it. And you can you can feel it building up, absolutely. Yep. And that's yeah. why that's why when Brian Smith wins there, he climbs the fence because mm-hmm. he loves that place, you yeah. know? So it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I did, I did forget Carver, but uh, he'll, if, he'll be up there in the mix for sure. If I'm any of those riders that are contending, though, I do not like the position I'm in with Mies because Mies is hungry and he wants those wins. So like uh, that's I mean the fact that you, the, that you brought up the you know winning out the season on the miles is is an excellent point and and when Mies is battling from behind or has something to prove, I think he's one of the most people most dangerous riders on on the on the track for sure. And and he's got a 25 point deficit to yeah, make up that's well, what i'm saying you get 25 points for winning you get 20 for second so mm. if he wins the four miles in a row that's 20 points if briar gets second mm. at all of them which is not going to be an easy thing to do so no. it could just tighten that points lead up real quick another rider i didn't mention the singles class um max whale Ooh. the dude's leading the points after dallas did had his uh, nasty get off he's got a kind of a comfortable uh points lead but nothing's a given in, no. in in our sport we've seen that if you can see the champ going down dallas went down twice at peoria anything can happen to anybody yep. so uh you can't give it to him right off the bat and of course we didn't mention cory texture production twins he's got like a a 79 point lead mm-hmm. so he just has to go out there and be consistent it's really yeah. like 39 points but if Corey's consistent again for the next five rounds he'll lock up his second championship in the production twins class perfect yeah, I mean, it's it's it, that production twins class is really kind of the only one that couldn't potentially be a close po- points battle down to the end. And as long as one of them ends in a close points battle, I'm usually pretty happy. So, uh, And then I think you have a potential for for two of the three uh, series to come down to the wire, which is always exciting, right? So you want to get into this week's? I'm excited about this one. I, I like this kid. And when I talked to him, when he first when I first found out he was going pro, you were at the New York Short Track. We're standing outside turn number four. He didn't seem like he was nervous. I asked him, but I'm going to ask him again <laughs> on the on the on the podcast. But he was funny, and mm-hmm. he had good responses, and he's got a great personality. Yeah. And to to go pro, to get a ride with the Waters Auto Body Race Team is both of those are huge. Yeah. I don't care whose career it is. Yeah. To 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 do that and then go out there and make your first two main events and your first two tries yeah it's incredible yeah it was pretty cool to see man like i said i got to see it from from beginning to end uh that whole deal and uh the the amount of uh confidence he came in he didn't show that he was nervous he he came in with a little bit of confidence a little bit of swag and uh like you said had a great personality worked great with the team it was fun to watch it's a really cool experience for me and uh i look forward to to learning a little bit more about him Uh, we chatted a little bit on that weekend but i know he's got a a little bit more to his story so let's get into it here he is number 110 damon ream hello damon ream what's happening i haven't seen you in like two days uh, unfortunately, we rained out there at Woodstock, Virginia. But before we get into the interview, I just got to know, what would you think of that place? 
Oh, it was beautiful, man. I loved that track. It was it was amazing. It's probably the best pea gravel track I've ever ridden. And and that's what I was going to ask you. It's like when they put water on it and when it rained, nothing stuck to my to my shoes when I walked across it. You could pick it up and it felt like the the uh, rocks you use in the bottom of an aquarium. But um, that uh, it was some interesting surface to say the least. It was for sure. And then like. Yeah, like you said about it, not sticking to your shoes. My bike's almost clean, you know? And it's like there wasn't a lot of people out there, but it was still, you know, spotless almost. I was like, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I, unfortunately, we got rained out, and we didn't get to see how you uh, hopefully would have got a better start in your main event than you did in your heat race. But uh, And, and we, we won't tell anybody that you got beat by a girl, but, you know, you stalled it on the line or, or we're sleeping on the line, whatever. Yeah, I stalled it pretty good. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. Did the same thing I did when I got the whole shot, and I was like, "Son of a bitch, man!" Like, <laughs> you know, the crowd—the crowd was really liking it when when Jess was winning. So I thought that was kind of cool too. She she did look very good before the rain came down. Yeah, she did. She did. She had the right line. I was just letting it all hang out. Well, it's been a little bit since we, we we've decided to have you on. Unfortunately, we we missed a couple of weeks here, but the big news came out, which was New York, and I want to get into that here in just a minute. But before we get into what happened leading up to the New York Short Track, let's get into you. So I gotta go. Uh, you know, where were you born? Where'd you grow up at? I grew up in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Uh, I grew up actually in a small town, East Earl, for the majority of my life. I'm living in Gap right now. What's it like growing up in Pennsylvania? <laughs> well, it's, there's a lot of Amish. Amish is probably our biggest export around here. Uh, it's about 80% of my neighbors are all Amish, and it's it's definitely a different lifestyle. You know, there's a lot of farms around us, a lot of places that you could ride, but you're not allowed to because they don't really like motorcycles. So, you know, it's different, but I, I enjoyed growing up where I grew up. I think it was really beneficial. So how did you get into motorcycles? Uh, I got into motorcycles when my mom and my stepdad got married. Uh, he was a he was a flat track racer back in the day, and also my my step grandfather, not his dad, but it would be my dad's stepdad. He was a professional motorcycle racer as well, and um, so yeah, those two kind of together combined started getting me into motorcycles when I was about five i think is when i started racing did they race flat track or did they do other other forms of racing uh no they both race flat track yeah anybody i've ever heard of i mean they make it big uh not i don't think they were really big i mean randy buzzard was my grandfather he probably would have made it the farthest but i don't think he ever like you know went head on into the series okay. he was just kind of doing it but no he was he was pretty good i know that Okay, so you said your first race was about five years old. Do you do you remember where it was? Oh yeah, Piston Poppers Motorcycle Club. And, and how'd you do? That. How'd you do? <laughs> Story behind that one. I actually I got I got dead last. And what happened was I was getting lapped by you know the leaders. And um, coming across the finish line, I pulled off the track. I came up to my mom. I was like, "Mom, I won!" Like it was so cool. You know, they didn't they didn't pass me. And, and you know, I'm like cutting around the track on this little Suzuki 50 that uh, we were getting lent. And uh, yeah, so that's that's the story of my first race. Well, tell me about Piston Poppers. I've never been there. Uh, I heard it. You know, everybody that's from PA always talks about it. So tell tell me about Piston Poppers. 
Oh, it's it's gnarly. You know, a lot of people a lot of people don't like actually racing it. A lot of a lot of people think it's a little dangerous. I mean, we're surrounded by trees, really, so you're kind of like you, the back straightaway is probably about I'd say a little bit shorter than a half mile straightaway, and then you come into a real tight a real tight left hander to a switch back into a right hander, and they change it up now. It was just a small little dog leg. Now it's like a real hard right hander, but uh, and then you go into like this small sweeper. It's a left light and a small sweeper into a slight right hander. And then you got the front stretch, which is, I don't know, I'd say from outside to outside corner, I'd say it's probably about quarter mile stretch, not a quarter mile stretch, but a quarter mile, like straight away. And then you come in right hander, right hander into a switch back into another left hander. And it's a big sweeper. And then from there, it's the back straight away again. And then right, I'd say towards the beginning of that straightaway, there's a jump there. It, it, it's gnarly for sure. Well, it's it's definitely on our list there with, with left out me and Carter and Sammy Sabedra just to at least go check it out. So we want to go hit it up, especially when there's a big race going on. But it sure looks like a lot of fun to me. And, and like I said, it's notorious. I've heard about it from so many different people. So I got to check it out when it, at, at some point. So that was your first race at five years old. Did you did were you hooked right there on the spot? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. That was, that was the beginning of my addiction, man. We, we just started pouring everything we had into it. I bought a PW 50 and did my first full season the next year. And, uh, that year we went out to the coin and I won a championship on the, or actually I think I got second. There was two fifty classes or something like that. Cause I, I still have a number one plate from 2009. And then, awesome. um, but I know that I threw one of my championships away. I think it was actually two Dallas Daniels. And, you let uh, you you let him we, beat you. You let him beat you. Yeah, I did. The <laughs> Illinois, the Illinois, to beat me. You know, actually, we were at the coin, so it was pretty cool to go back there this year. That is very cool. So I didn't I didn't know you've been racing that long. I guess I guess time just kind of runs together. And, and I know I've been saying your name for a long time, but um, did you try anything else besides flat track, or have you just stuck to stuck to going fast and turning left? I've just kind of stuck to going fast and turn left. Uh, for a while there, I was doing football. Uh, we didn't really have the money to travel and stuff, so I just kind of decided to, you know, maybe I'll play, maybe I'll play football. I did that for a year and missed a few races. I think I hit five races that year, and that was that was in my transition to the 85 when I was just about to make it onto the 125 and 250. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I can't I can't give up flat track. You know, it's been my life this long. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. So, uh, my grandfather went out and I think, I think it's still a loaner bike from, uh, Roy Miller, a local guy around here. I've, I had a 1992 CR 125 and a 1997 CR 250. And we raced that for, we raced a 250 for probably four or five years until I got my first Oh three, four fifty, And that's what we were on up until beginning of last year when, we got another. We got more help from another guy and put us on a 450, a 2010. That made a difference. But then, you know, I went out to uh, Daytona. I bought a 2015 450, and it went down in Daytona. But luckily, I was traveling with uh, Adam Renshaw, and he had a 450 for Evan, but Evan wasn't old enough to race yet, race the 450 yet. So then, uh, yeah, they sent me out on the 2019 KTM and I just fell in love, man. You know, I 
and it was actually this season was supposed to be just kind of like a fun relaxer season i wasn't going to take it seriously i was just going to kind of enjoy my time and this is probably going to be my last season before i started moving on to like adult stuff like you know going to school and doing all that then i went down to daytona and finished second and i knew chase was going to be down there i knew he was really fast so uh, after i finished next to him i was like man you know maybe i can make an actual go at this so i came home i I just bought a new truck right before that. I came home. I sold my truck. I went out to uh, Briar Bauman. I bought Shana's old motorbike, set it up for flat track, and had it on our pea gravel half mile this this year. Man, what a, what a transition! You know, just just getting hooked deeper and deeper. So, um, do you have a favorite memory as an amateur before you turn pro this year? Do you have a favorite racing memory as an amateur? <sighs> That's a good question, Scotty. Um. You know, I think I think probably one of my favorite memories is when all the all the national champs that year came down to Frederick. It was uh Dallas and I think there was there's somebody else there that was really fast. I think it was Trent, Trent Lowe. And uh they were I, I could be wrong though, I'm not sure. But uh they both showed up to Frederick, which is kinda like pretty close to us, so we always hit that one. And uh I was like, I was having so much fun riding with those guys. I was still on my O3 at the time, and I was just letting it all hang out on the outside and getting walked down the straightaway. But it was it was a tough day. But looking back in hindsight, I think that was probably some of the most fun racing I've done. So, so you like the pea gravels? Uh no, honestly, I really don't. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big like, if you come around PA, we've got nothing but car tracks. So it's okay. like we've got one pea gravel track on our schedule, and it's grass, and I would hardly call it a pea gravel. It's like a little bit of stone on top of clay, basically. Okay. So but, why, yeah, why, no, why, why, why'd you run number 17? Uh, well, it was actually my stepdad's number, and coincidentally, it was my grandfather's number backwards. He was 71, That's and my cool. stepdad was 17. And my stepdad got us set up into it, so you know he we ran 17. So I think that's I'm I'm probably thinking I don't know who's got it now, but I'd like to have 771 for for next season. Ooh, I don't know if anybody has it right now. I think Don Mullen had it there, another PA guy, but you might be able to have that one at the end of the season. Uh, you know, we'll have to see what happens next year. Um, so you told me the story about Daytona, got home, bought the new KTM. So let's let's shift gears to the Flat Track Grand Championships, DeCoin, Illinois. Um, what were your goals going into that week? The goal is always to win. You know, you go out there, you don't come, you don't, you don't go to get second place or third or fourth even it's it, you're you're going out there to win and so it was a little bit of a letdown to get out there and pour everything i had into it to try to make it happen but you know i was running you know my personal bike luck so he he let me rip his bike for the half mile but um no it was it it was a struggle for sure you know i'm out there i was watching all these like chase and all them you know great riders i can't take anything away from them you know they are like some fantastic riders him tyler scott you know all those guys gage smith is really fast too but you know they all had their team mechanics set up i'm out there with a with an adjustable wrench and two two wrenches to adjust my adjust my rear wheel and i had i think i had two or three tires for that whole week and 
but you know what we made we made it work i walked away with a fourth in the production class and i think i got seventh in mod luckily i mean the whole reason i was going out there is to make a final attempt at trying to get a ride and honestly i don't even think i needed to do it i mean dan bromley just kind of came in more than clutch and set me up well that that was actually next on my list of things to talk about. What what is your relationship with Dan Bromley? I know you said you you borrowed his bike there at the Amateur Nationals, but but do you guys go way back? Has he helped you before or was it just all of a sudden at the at the Flat Track Grand Championships that he uh decided to help you out? Uh well, I've actually known him for a lot of years. He's always been, you know, obviously a few years older than me, a few classes before me. But I've always known of him. And then, you know, me riding around at the district races, we just kind of got to know each other because, you know, I'm chasing him around. He's dusting me. But, um, no, and then last fall I started dating his sister-in-law. We're not together anymore, but – and that's kind of how we got, like, a little closer, I'd say. And now, you know, now we know each other pretty well. And I'm actually going out to Springfield with them this weekend, so – Oh, right on. That's cool. So the after the Flat Track Grand Championships, you were all done. How hard was it for you to make that decision to go pro? It sounded like that's what you already had in mind, but was that the plan all along is to turn pro right after the right after the Grands? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like I, I already had it lined up. I was like I thought I was going to be on my own stuff. Me and Dan were planning everything out. He had his bike set up for me. We were going to get some recluse clutches and I was probably just going to end up running my stock bike out the clutch in it at Weedsport. Well, actually, we were trying for Port Royal, but, you know, that didn't work out. So, But that was the plan. We were going to come home, and I just, you know, wanted to go out to the Grand National Championships just to try to try to make my attempt at winning. And sadly, that didn't work out. But, you know, even better, we walked away with a KTM ride, and, man, Waters has his bikes just dialed in, man. Like, they are insane it's insane from coming off of the stock bike it's like world of a difference so right before the weed sport short track which was a two-day event a short track not too far from home how soon or how far away from that race did you first off did you find out that you got your pro license second how soon and how close did you find out that you're riding for for the waters after after the champion or after the nationals okay so you had a little bit of time to get ready yeah, no, it was, we were, it was actually the day that the mile was supposed to be happening. I, okay. I just rode over to Dan Pitt and uh, we were talking and he said that this, you know, this guy, Dave Waters texted him and asked him if he wanted to ride. And so Dan basically sent him my way because, you know, you can't ride down for the, for this season on me and Dave were talking and he said, you know what, come put some test laps in. We'll see how you do. And the rest is history. So I got to know, uh, your your first weekend, New York, going in, turning pro. Were you nervous? Uh, honestly, I think it was because my grand my uh, my uncle just asked me this question the other day too. Uh, actually, Kurt Kurt Wise did from from Piston Poppers, but uh, he was asking me, and um, you know, I don't think it was really nervous about the race. You know, I've done it a million times. You just go out there, get a good start, and try to keep a level head. I was concerned about the length of it mentally, you know, I I knew it was going to be mentally draining trying to keep up with those guys for as long as I would have to. Uh, I think the biggest pressure was knowing that I had to perform to stay on the team for the rest of the year. 
So like, and I, and I don't want to like put that on, like, you know, Dave put that pressure on me, which he definitely did not. I think it was more of myself putting that pressure on me because like, I knew like this was my chance and I just had to, I had to make it and I've been working at it for years kind of. So it's like to finally make it happen. I was like, tell myself the whole time you don't screw up don't screw up <laughs> keep it on two wheels and do what you can so let's talk about friday you qualified eighth which is amazing 0.36 seconds off of the pole that's pretty damn impressive for your first pro ride yeah i, I was happy with that i was happy with it for sure go out there in the semifinal, fourth place so you made the transfer easy were you happy with that I was happy with that. I was happy with who we were racing against. You know, I mean, definitely always want to do better, but I was happy with it. And that was the second row start. I knew that put us in a good spot for the main. And then 17th place in the main event. And there's so <laughs> much going on. I don't even know exactly what happened. So tell me a story. So basically what happened is I was getting out there. I was running the groove like a, like a normal PA guy. I didn't realize that the whole crew behind me was also running the groove. The groove got worn out pretty quick. And uh, I look up from coming into turn three and four, and I see number one on the back of somebody's leathers, and I was like, no way. And I realized, you know, I'm running fifth or fourth place, whatever it was right before that. And uh, then I come out of turn four, and I just I got on the gas a little early, let it let it wick up, and... I dropped back like five spots just like that. I was going to say, tell me about the track a little bit. It, it looked like it was fast and fun, but the, the line continued to change. And then a lot of people were having trouble coming off the before, like the back end was kind of coming around. And I noticed it happened to you a couple of times. Yeah, it was definitely a track that you had to go slow to go fast. And anybody that knows me from around PA, I just, I hate those kinds of tracks. You know, it's like, I like going fast. That's why I race flat track. So when I have to be easy on the throttle and just kind of walk it through, it's not nearly as enjoyable as it is like a clay track around here. When the sun drops, it's tacky, it's fast, and it, you know, it's a racetrack. But um, it was really technical, which I think actually kind of worked in my favor because I think a lot of people were struggling with it, so I wasn't the only one. But... um you know, yeah, that turn four, it was it was super slick coming out there. I think I had the right line coming out of uh, one and two there, but three and four, I couldn't quite get figured out. You know, if hindsight was twenty twenty, I would have dropped to the bottom and followed Dallas right when I saw him. But, you know, I was up there on the groove thinking I could make it work, but no. And I didn't learn my lesson after that. I just kept falling back and falling back. And well, I think it was yeah. a lot of just like first hit hitters kind of thing, you know. I got gotcha. you. So what, what's something that you didn't expect from your first pro event? Like there's, there's something that stood out from you after that Friday night race. Um, <laughs> probably stood out the most is I was starting to get a little like, man, when's this race going to be over? <laughs> I think mm -hmm. I dropped back to like, a, at that point I was following Tanner and, uh, I looked down at the clock and saw there was still three minutes left. And I was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> they were only halfway there yet so i just kind of had to just try to power through it so i think the length of the race is probably the biggest thing for me to get over uh being on a team is a whole different world you know my grandfather's been my mechanic basically my whole life so you know having one guy and you know i don't like to come off the track you know 
telling orders and stuff and bossing around. Like, I don't, I don't feel like that. And I don't even boss Dave around like that, but they're, they're there. They're asking questions. They're providing their input, you know, Dave and uh, Pete, they were both giving us, giving me, uh, you know, options for picking out lines and stuff. That was just, it was so cool to get that experience of it. You know, I've never had it. So I was going to ask you about working with Dave and somebody different in your corner uh, when you came off the track, did you make a lot of changes throughout the evening or did you try to stick with what you knew? Uh, we, we did, we made some adjustments to the suspension. I, I learned a few things. I think he learned a few things about me. And, uh, I think it was actually a good day because, you know, team wise, I think we, we really worked together. Well, I'd come off the track, be like, yeah, it was doing this. And then, you know, we had Robin, Robin there too. He was there saying you know hey you didn't look good coming out of this turn try this and then we did that and set a faster lap time and i was like well i guess we stick to that so yeah no it, it was it was a great team dynamic i think and no, i'm looking forward to the rest of the season for sure yeah there's there's so many different changes you know when you go from from what you've known for your whole career you know you and your grandfather doing everything together to working with the team uh, a team owner's there. Uh, other people are helping out. You got a teammate with with Hunter Bauer. Uh, they're trying different things. It's it's a, a huge take on. So uh, my hats off to you for doing as good as you did on the first night. And uh, I just, I, man, I, I was super impressed that you made the main and made it look easy early on. Uh, struggled a little bit in that first main event, but that you know you figured out why. So um, I got, I got to know something else too. Did you, did you get along with Hunter Bauer right away? Did you guys get to chat much? Yeah, yeah, we didn't really get to talk. I mean, too much. We were definitely hanging out, but you know, when it's race day, you focus on the race, and that's really what the main focus is. But no, I think we're gonna get along really well, and. I think it also really helps that he's a really strong pea gravel guy and I grew up on clay. So I think it's going to be, I think we got a pretty good team together right now. Cool. Let's talk about Saturday, a little bit different night. So you qualified 19th. So in qualifying on Saturday, what was different than qualifying on Friday? Well, you know, the track changed a lot. I'm sure you heard that from just about everybody. Uh, Tanner had the right line. We, I tried the bottom line. Like I said before, going slow to go fast, just, makes me mad so i wasn't trying to you know ride the very bottom but it just looked like that's what was the fastest way around the track until you know morgan Mitchell came out in the main and walked around everybody on the outside but you know so you know the track was different for sure i think that was probably the biggest thing okay sixth place in the semi again a direct transfer directly to the main event uh 14th in the main event so were you happy with saturday night I was happy with Saturday night, less about the results, more about I because the speed I knew I had, you know, like I got caught up behind some, some people and, but you know, I'm not, I'm not like super aggressive when it comes to like clay. I think it's a lot more technical than just running it in on somebody. And uh, so, you know, watching mistakes, watching where to make moves. I think my biggest adjustment is I'm just going to have to learn to do it quicker because I mean, once I once I finally got around him, I was there and I was I was catching up to the next group, and I was like, you know, mate, I, I could have made a run for it if I would have gotten by sooner. I think I had five laps, and I I closed the gap between me and the next group. But you know, I was definitely happier that night than I was the first night, just because I was moving forward rather than going backwards. 
I think I think that really just kind of said, okay, so it's not just I didn't just make it in by chance and do it like that. Like I felt like I earned it more that time. Do you have a favorite moment from the weekend? Um. Yeah, I mean, when I was when I was running fourth or fifth, that was probably that was that was probably the best moment. I was looking at it. I mean, we're running four wide, and you know, all of us are right there. I'm right with, you know, all the guys I've been watching on TV since the beginning of the year. I'm like, man, this is like this is crazy, surreal. And then, you know, first day jitters, kicked it up sideways. But right before that, it, it felt good. Who? Who was the most excited when you got back to the pit area Friday night after that semi? <laughs> I would say probably Connor Henderson, Dan, Dan's fiance. She was, she was so ecstatic for me. Dan was really happy too. And my grandfather was thrilled to death, but you know, he, he's not a big show emotion kind of guy. So it was hard to tell, but I knew he was jumping out of his shoes. And that is awesome. Let's talk a little bit about Peoria. Um, did you guys talk it over and decide to skip that one? Or what was, you know, what, what happened between you and Dave and, and why didn't you go to Peoria, I guess? Uh, I think we just kind of agreed that it was a really dangerous track. I mean, as shown, I mean, the whole day, you know, what three riders left in an ambulance just in the singles class alone. And I was like, I was watching from home. I'm like, yeah, you know, I wish I was there, but. I'm not mad that I didn't make it out there, but honestly, I'm looking at it more as like if if I end up being in a in a running for the championship next season, it would be those guys have all that experience there. I've never even seen the track, and a lot of those guys in that class have reset track for years. But you know, I'm a TT guy. At the end of the day, growing up on piston poppers, it's just what you do. And um, so yeah, I guess I guess we'll just have to see. We just kind of agreed it wasn't really worth me getting hurt. I'd, I'd like to get some more short track practice. I think Springfield's a good one for me to hit. And I've only ever raced one mile. That was at the coin. So I want to get another mile under my belt before before next season. So Okay. So currently, believe it or not, two races you've made the main. You're 25th in the point standings. So... Next up is the Springfield short track. You've raced there since you were five years old. What are your goals going in? What are your expectations? I've actually never even seen Springfield short track. Not what? once in my no, life. Get out of here. I, yeah. I swore you've raced there before. Come on, man. You can, you can look at just about every video and try to find one, but I promise you I've never been there. Well, why not? Was, why not? I'm, yeah, I told you it was, it's crazy, man. I mean, like, this year is the first year we've ever actually traveled. We made it to uh, Daytona. I actually traveled with Renshaw, and that was the first ever for that, too. And um, so, yeah, this is this is the first year for traveling. And so I never got the chance to make it out there. But, no, I'm excited for it. I've heard a lot of stories. Okay. Well, you better have some endurance going on. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's going to be four semifinals and two main events, and those are going to be some long races. So I hope you've been working out and training a little bit. I've been I've been trying to, man. I've been, you know, coming home. I switched jobs recently, so I'm getting off earlier. So I'm able I'm able to come home, go to the gym, work out for a couple hours, and then come home, eat some dinner, and go to bed. Basically, that's all I've been doing for the past couple of weeks. So, okay. well, and no, I've been well, trying. Get some stuff going, but we'll see. 
Well, I got to know now, what do you do for a living? I thought you were still a youngster and thought you were still in school. So what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm actually, I just started an apprenticeship for an electrician. So, But before that, I was working as a framing contractor with the Amish, believe it or not. Wow. And that's what I was doing. Yeah. Okay. So hard stuff, but, you know. Man, manual labor, but that's that's good. Henry Wiles was a roofer and a framer and all that stuff like that. And look how many races he's won. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I know Dan's a framer too, so it just works out. <laughs> all right. So, how old are you, Damon? I'm 19. I turn 20 next. Well, what's this month? August. I turn 20 in October. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, so I'm a late, late bloomer, but. I got you. So I got I got one. I guess maybe just one tip for you at the Springfield Short Track. Well, two. Obviously, get a good start. Two. Don't don't settle and don't stay in one line because that track you can go pretty much anywhere. So be ready to go look for new lines and don't follow anybody. How about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I heard the big don't follow anybody. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that roost one- that roost is a killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, actually, we had a local short track here. Another thing, I've never ridden a short track with leathers on, so that's gonna be that's gonna be different for me. But you know, I got I got some short track practice in this weekend after Virginia with some leathers on, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for it. We we don't really have a lot of pretty strong short tracks around here, so you know, we're not like we're not built like those Springfield boys or those California boys when it comes to short track action. But we'll see what we do. All right, so so you got your name on the back of your leathers now. So so now, do you, does it feel official that you're a pro rider? It feels official. It feels official. I got all the credentials. It still almost doesn't feel real. I think the second race is really going to put it into perspective. Yeah. But um, yeah, no. I mean, it's just you know one weekend in, then the next one out. I think it kind of put it a little weird, but no, no. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Springfield coming for it <laughs> are, are you gonna are you gonna attempt to go to sacramento and charlotte or is it kind of wait and see uh no yeah we're definitely going to sacramento and we're definitely gonna hit charlotte awesome awesome so 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 the big that's that's wrapping up the season is there talks for 2022 or is it secured or is it something we can talk about or do you know yet honestly i don't even know if we can talk about it i'm gonna say we've we've discussed it you know, okay. like it, right. it came up in a conversation. That was really about it. I think it's more of like, a, we'll see how the rest of the season goes to see what we can do next season. But, you know, who knows? Perfect. <laughs> perfect. perfect. I love it. So um, try not to let that bother you, though. Just go out there and do what you did to New York short track. Go out there and race the racetrack. Whatever's going to happen next year is going to happen. But just go out there and, and race your race. OK. All right. We'll do. Cool. Um, I got it. I got to know this too. Why are you number one ten? So you go from seventeen to one ten. So tell me how what happened there. Yeah. So one ten is actually a pretty pretty close number to my heart. It was uh, Jameson Miner's original number back when he was on the one twenty fives, and uh, my brother used to race with him back on one twenty fives. I remember going out at nationals that one year and they were racing together. And uh, you know Scott's been a huge help to us getting our suspension dialed in and just everything they do for us. And he kind of, you know, took me under his wing there just right before everything went down. And we were at, uh, we went up to his track up in, what is it? Was, was 
I don't even know what the track's called, but it's closed out now. Short pea gravel, I guess you could call it, track up okay. in Massachusetts. Up in it was his hometown track, and he took me up there. That was my first ever 450 race, and so yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it was. And I was like, you know what, I don't, I can't think of a better triple digit number to run for this season. That's cool. I think it's Wachusett's or something like that. I think that was Kevin Clark's track, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. All right, that's cool. I got to see him at the at the New York short track. He was he was all excited, and he gave me a bunch of memorabilia. I don't know why he was getting rid of it, but he gave he sent a bunch of posters and stuff home with me. Did he? Yeah, that guy's awesome. Um, he's a good. So after the so we got let's see, we got Springfield short track, two Sacramento's, Charlotte. Are you planning on any more races this year, or just kind of pick and choose from here until the end of the season? Yeah, I'm gonna remain. I'm gonna remain my district self. I'm gonna try to hit every district race I can. I'm pretty bummed that you know on on the weekend of Sacramento we have a race at Piston Poppers here. Mm. I'm gonna have to miss out on that. But yeah, I'll probably finish out the rest of the season here and just you know I, I don't want to just leave these guys back in the dust. You know I want to stay true to the roots and have fun doing it. You know, and that's really what I think district races is all about. So, but there's another race in uh, in Harris at the Harrisburg farm show complex that i'm super stoked about johnny lewis is putting it on i think three promotions with uh mike poe he's helping out too now i think yeah. district six is throwing it a little bit too so it's it's going to be cool they haven't ran there in 20 years and i've never even got to run there so uh, i'm stoked <laughs> right on that's coming up on thanksgiving weekend right yeah yep awesome well we're almost near the end of the episode it's time for graham's question Graham and I actually thought you were still young enough to be in high school. So her question was like, what were you going to do after high school? So I guess she's more concerned in, in, <laughs> in, in grown up jobs and grown up. Are you going to go to college or are you even thinking about that? Or it sounds like you're pretty, pretty much set in, in, you know, becoming an adult and, and working for a living. Yeah. Well, the whole thing was I was going to go to college this fall and then I was just kind of waiting to see what happened with the pro racing. And, you know, I can't, I can't afford to go to college and, not work and still want to pro race you know it's like i gotta pick and choose so i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with racing and i figured might as well go to school to learn a profitable profitable trade and i'd, I'd like to start my own business you know that's that's kind of the end goal is to get out and then do my own thing in electricity and see where it goes from there i think graham's gonna love that answer by the way so uh <laughs> <laughs> and she's she's the biggest flat track fan in the world. So hopefully you get to see her at the Springfield Short Track. Um, we're we're just about okay. done. Up next up next is our rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Uh, I think so. All right. So what is the favorite bike you've ever ridden? Uh, easy. My my two fifty. My nineteen ninety seven CR two fifty. Okay. What's your favorite racetrack? Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to say Piston Poppers, but I want everybody to know that Trailway Speedway is a very close second. Okay. All right. You can tie them up there for the lead. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, I'll tie. I'll tie. <laughs> all right. Who's uh, who's your favorite flat tracker of all time? That's a, that's a good question, Scott. Uh, let me think about that. Uh, I'm going to say probably Ricky Winsett, the sick boy from District 6. Heck yeah, dude. When he won the Daytona short track, that was one of the most incredible moments of flat track that I've ever been a part of and ever seen. 
Yeah, he is he is a wild man, and that's you don't get sick boy for no reason. <laughs> that's that's true. No, I it's, love it's, watching it. I like yeah. with him. It's fun. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> who's uh, who's your favorite person to go bench racing with? Talking about some racing, who, who's your favorite person? Uh, I'd say probably probably the boys Logan Logan McGrain and Evan. I think we can get into some pretty heated discussions. Okay, all right. Some of them young up and comers. Uh, who's the next first time champion? Ooh, you mean like overall title? Yep, overall title. It can be any one of the classes, the the uh, singles, production twins, or super twins. Ooh, that's a good question. I guess all three classes are still staying next year. Well, I don't know. We don't Ooh. know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I don't even know who's all going to be in them next year. I know the singles class, so I'll just stick with that then for sure. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go to the super twins, and I'm going to say Brandon Price is coming out for number one. That's my boy. Ooh. We've been racing together day one, so... God, he is so close to winning his first national, man. It's just, it's going to happen sooner than later. And I know once he gets it, he's just going to keep moving. Yeah. He just needs that momentum. It's almost yeah, there. the momentum and confidence for sure. Uh, this yeah. this next yeah. one we, we, we borrow from uh, Dave Despain. What are you most proud of? I know you're still young, uh, still just getting, you know, getting going in the pro ranks, obviously, but what are you most proud of? It could be, doesn't have to be motorcycle related. I think, hmm. Wow, that's good. I got to think about that for a second. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to stick to something motorcycle related because that's really about all I got going for me. Uh, I would say, I would say, going down to Daytona, riding a brand new, brand new KTM, and finishing second overall. I think I was pretty happy with that. Okay, that's awesome. And that and that could change, you know. You could be proud of something a little bit more, a little bit later on, like when you win your first national or something like that. So you got a long career ahead of you. I got I got kind of a random question coming into me from Carter. He wants to know how much were you screaming when Dan Bromley passed Ben Lau to go ahead and win the Peoria TT? Oh, dude, we were all we were all screaming back home. We were watching him on the TV, man. I knew he was coming. I saw he had that momentum. I was like, you better get it, Danny boy. <laughs> and he made it. And that first win this season, I was so hyped to see him win. Oh, man, that was that was huge for him. I know it was. Yeah. I had to look back through my notes. I know he'd won a singles championship. I know he's won singles races. But that was his first ever production Twins win. And, and to come at Peoria, I never I never thought it would have been there. Just I would have thought it had been at a, a clay half mile somewhere. I, I know that Dan, Dan's, you know, he's a real big guy. So I know it was going to. I, I called it. I called it. I don't want to, you know, you know, talk too much, but I did call it in the beginning of the day. I was like, I think Dan's got a really good chance today. You know, he's he's bigger than most of the guys in that class, and he can really throw those bikes around. That as long as the bikes don't break that day, he, he's going to win. So I was really happy to see him walk away with it. Cool. Awesome. I got one more question. Just uh, been kind of thinking about this one. Do you have a nickname yet? I don't. Scotty and I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do, man. I, I texted Valentino Rossi on Instagram and he never answered me. So maybe maybe I'll tag him in this in this podcast. But I asked him for permission to use like the doctor, but I would be the DR. That's the difference. The DR, yeah, because Damon Ream, the the doctor. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, ma- yeah. hold on, hold on. Let's think this through a little bit. You know, he was number 46, so maybe next year you should be number 46 instead of 71. Ooh, ooh. I don't know. We have to see. If you get... If you get... 
I would run 46. Heck yeah. You definitely have some big shoes to fill though, but uh, man, I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he gets, and if he gets back with you, if he gets back with you, you got to do it. If not, you got to run the 71. I, I understand. Yep. 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 No, if, if he says I can run the doctor, I will. I'm going to, I got to get a hold of somebody that knows him. I know Sammy knows him. Uh, I think JD beach knows him too. So I'll get a hold of one of those guys and tell him to give him a, shoot him a text and see what he says. There you go. Cool, man. Well, we appreciate your time. Before we let you go, do you want to say thanks to anybody? Uh, I want to give a huge shout-out, first and foremost, to Walters Auto Body. They really put me on this season. Uh, Dan Bromley for even putting me on. A couple of guys, uh, Jim Chapman, Kenny Dollins, Adam Renshaw, for sure. I mean, you know, he if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have even made it out of Daytona. Uh, you know, Scott Miner, I said, Robin, Rhonda, Steve, KTM, KB5, uh, Rye Helmets. Uh, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't hurt to get support from them. Uh, Wiseco, Briar Bauman for sending us out to the Nationals with some fresh tires. Uh, my grandparents, the whole District 6 family, R9 Designs, and Effort of Cycle Shop. Well, cool, man. I appreciate the time. Sorry it took us a couple weeks to get you on. We wanted to have you on right after you got into the New York short track and main both those mains. Congratulations on that, and, and good luck at the Springfield short track and the rest of the season. All right. Thank you, Scotty. Good kid. He's a good kid. And he's what, 19? He's a kid still, right? I can call him a kid. You're, you're a little bit older than that, so he's still a kid to you. Yeah, he's definitely definitely a little younger than me. Uh, and he's like, I don't know, he's what? How cool would it be if Valentino Rossi answers his message? Do you think that's even a possibility? Anything's possible. Mm, I don't know, man. The doctor, that's, that's a tall order. Dude. It could happen. It could happen. How nuts would that well, be? DR, Damon Ream, doctor. Kind of makes sense, but and, it, and it'd just be a D and an R and a period, or like the R has a little bit electric bolt because he works, he's a, looking to be electrician, electrician. So maybe, oh, maybe there's I got something it. there. I got a D and an R and an, and, a, and a lightning bolt right Ooh, after that. Maybe I like it. <clears throat> Boom, I like Boom. it. I like it. Huh. There's something there. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, I would, yeah, nope. I would. I would be beside myself if that happened. But what? I mean, he's not using that nickname anymore. Apparently, he's out too. So we'll see. Right. Dude, I I was I was shocked, and and I I make mistakes because I'm human. So everybody likes pointing it out to me because I'm human and because I do make mistakes. Oh boy, but you hate I, I would have. I I I do. I I, I thoroughly hate <laughs> I making mistakes. This. I would have bet everything I own, which is not a lot. I would have bet my Durango. My Harley Davidson, my helm, my helmet collection, my number plate collection, Ooh. everything I own, I would have bet that Damon Ream had run, had raced the Springfield Short Track. I just, yeah. I just knew it. Dude, that one blew me away. I almost remember kind of having a conversation with him about about the upcoming races. Like, if you make it, would like you've raced that? And I, I could have sworn he said that he raced it. Like. A ton of amateurs race Springfield, right? Uh, for a lot of different reasons, Absolutely. whether it's amateur nationals right. or like just going there to race the short track and all that stuff on right. the Steve Nace event. Like, I couldn't believe it myself. Um, but I mean, that yep. just shows like how inexperienced, not inexperienced, because he's had a ton of experience and he obviously made his first two mains, so he's not inexperienced. But like, right. he hasn't traveled. He, right, that's yeah. the big thing. He hasn't traveled, so this will be this will probably be his first real test then yeah. because. He went to he went to Volusia and did Daytona Bike Week as an amateur. He went to the Amateur Nationals at Ducoin. Yep. But now traveling as a pro, going somewhere new, 
that changes everything. Like staying in a hotel room the night before and getting there. I don't know if they're flying or driving. I didn't ask him that because that's little stuff. But just just to experience that, and then uh, all that stuff you have to do on race day. You got practice mm -hmm. two rounds. You know, one round of practice, two rounds of qualifying, two semifinals, a main if you make it, a short break, a semifinal, and a main. I mean, it's it's going to be a big day. But uh, he he definitely feels comfortable on the waters KTM. Well, and what like what a situation to come into as somebody like as a new pro, right? You're getting you're getting a short, short track. track up there in New York. You're getting another short track, which is completely different type of short track there in Springfield. You're getting your mm -hmm. fill on miles, right? You're getting some miles out there in Sacramento when they run that, and then you're getting a half mile. I think he's going to do really good on that half mile in Charlotte. Um, I'd be interested to see what he does in, in those miles uh, out in Sacramento. But you're kind of seeing just about everything you can see in such a short amount of time towards the end of the year. So I like the fact that they talked it over and decided to skip Peoria. Yeah. that The, the, the pressure of making your first two main events and then backing it up going to Peoria. Yeah. He, he would probably feel the pressure. Yeah, he said he's a, a good TT rider, but that... That TT is a different animal. I like the decision. I like they talked it over, and it's one race. Yep. They're not going for the championship. Nope. There's no reason to go there if you don't want to take a chance of getting hurt. Yeah. He's got a good job. Yep. Uh, save your time off for the next couple of rounds. I like I like that they didn't feel like they had to go to that race. Yeah. Well, next they, year, next year, next year might be totally different. Well, and I think he'll have a little bit more experience under his belt. And I mean, you know, if he's grew up and loves piston poppers, I'm sure he'd have done all right on Peoria TT, but they are a little different. Um, there's no TT like Peoria, right? So, Correct. Um, so, I mean, you got to get that experience at some point. So maybe I know sometimes in the past they've run a spring race. Maybe he goes out for that spring race and get some experience if he really wants it before they race the national there the next year. There's always those kind of options to, to get that kind of experience if you want it but and he, he also is not sure what he's doing next year i'm, right. I'm assuming everything's going to go well i'm assuming he's going to do good at the next few rounds i'm assuming he'll be back with the waters auto body team i'm hoping yeah for for both for both parties for the waters auto body to be happy with the rider to to have an up-and-comer and that's what dave and ron have always done they've always helped the next up-and-comer and and I love that about Dave and Rhonda. They're Absolutely. supporters of our podcast. I'm not just saying that, but they've always reached out, grabbed the next up-and-comer, took them to the pro ranks, got them the feel for it, and then helped them on their journey to becoming a pro rider. Whether it's a, a long-lasting career or a short career, it doesn't matter. Dave and Rhonda have always done that, and, and I love that about those guys. Well, and I can say, having spent a week with them up in upstate New York, it's not just a show. It's not all for show. It is who they are. It's They live and breathe it, and... Uh, and uh, it's always so cool to see people that, that are willing to, to do that. And, and you need that, right? You need that to build uh, the riders that are going to grow out and be like the, the next uh, premier riders in the, in the series. So um, super cool. It was, it was awesome to see Damon come in the way he did. And, and I look forward to seeing what he does there in Springfield and on the miles for sure. But mostly on that Charlotte track for sure. Yeah, that'll be a good one. So before we let everybody go, we want to say thanks to all of our listeners. Thanks to our patrons. Uh, we did take a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, we're, we're mulling things over. We're possibly going to be having some sponsors come on board. We're not going to be a commercial field podcast because that's not what Carter and I have ever uh, envisioned with this podcast. But we might do a segment brought to you by so-and-so. We might do something outside the box. So, um, you know, we're looking at some sponsorship deals. Uh, a few people reached out to us in the past. We kind of had to, we kind of shot them down. Twin brother, I'm talking to you. Um <laughs> But if there's there there were some other ones too. We had we have turned down a few opportunities, 
uh, we're, we're looking that over. We're trying to make a decision here within the next couple of weeks before we get to episode 200. Um, we've got some good stats coming in that, that you found, Carter. Uh, we're not going to share those publicly, but uh, some some really cool stats. Uh, things are looking on the up and up. I couldn't believe some of those numbers once I finally looked it at looked it up and uh, got that. I mean, that chills just like thinking about it, dude. What we've done hey. in almost 200 episodes, and not just the motorcycle podcast space in the in the grand scheme of everything. I'm talking like. 2.6 million podcasts is pretty damn amazing and you should be pretty damn proud of it i know i am so um we're gonna go full bore i think we're gonna bring on some sponsors but we're gonna do it in our own unique way like like scotty said we don't want it to be a commercial field podcast this is all flat track content for you we don't want to fill it with commercials but we are very creative individuals and we can think of fun cool new innovative stuff to do with sponsors so if you've reached out to us in the past shoot us another message we're going to be reaching out to all you guys uh to, to try to pitch some of that stuff um but we want to bring people on with us that we believe in and, and help them grow as we grow so um it's 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 something that we've shunned away from in the past but i think we're realizing that we can do what we're doing and expedite that process a little bit more with the help of some sponsors so and and it's not it's just gonna be any sponsors it's not gonna be it's gonna be people and sponsors that we believe in yep as personal sponsors uh or as personal uh you know i guess sponsors of us uh, but it's it's not gonna be just any company down the street that we don't know nothing about it's gonna yep. be people that we we accept we believe in we use their products or use whatever they might have yep um, and we're not doing it we're not doing it just for the money but obviously the money will definitely help our podcast grow and that's what it's all about so uh, we love doing this uh, we're sorry we missed a couple of weeks but uh, we back <laughs> we back and we ain't going anywhere um yeah man anything else before we shut this one down what are you doing this weekend besides uh going and getting a bunch of races four, race, race, four, race four days of springfield four days of springfield i'm leaving on wednesday so this podcast is coming on friday i'll have already done two races when this pretty much comes out uh springfield mile uh we can drop it early if two want, days in a row you want to drop it early well we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes i'll get it done tonight if you want to drop it tomorrow you just let me we'll know, see We'll see. Give we'll them see. something to listen to on the way Springfield Thursday morning. We'll see. Let's do it. We'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. We missed a couple weeks. It's the least we can do, right? Well, and we'll next, see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow's interview can be next week. Well, I just don't know if tomorrow's going to happen, so we got to make sure. Well, that, okay, all right. Yeah, That's it's coming out early. <laughs> yeah, I won. Anyway. It's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to me. If it's up to <laughs> so me, it's you, coming out. You're the one. Has, you're, you're the one has to edit it. You're so. damn right. Um, Anyways, thanks. Thanks to all of our listeners. Thanks especially to our patrons on Patreon. I know my aunt Connie didn't even know what patron was, so I've got her <laughs> dialed in the right direction. Um, I think maybe we should reshare that video you made of how to become a patron. Maybe okay. at some point. I love it. Yeah, I got that uh, ready to go. Uh, family breakfast at Jungle Gyms. Apparently, that's a Springfield tradition. It, yeah, my dad goes there. Grandma Pa goes there. My twin brother goes there. He I'm usually I Springfield, dude. God, I, I sleep. Springfield. I sleep. I sleep as late as I can, but then I have stupid. I'm sorry. I have meetings. <laughs> <laughs> They're stupid. Every day. Yeah. I have I know. Meetings. I've already met those folks. I don't need another dang meeting. Anyway. Yeah. No, I. We all. We all have to be on the same page on the production team. Absolutely, it's which important. Is the producer. The play-by-play guy, the color commentator, the pit reporter, the hype man, Ricky Rackman, mm-hmm. uh, the PR people, the promoters. There's so many people in that meeting, so I get it. 
I just don't know why we have to do it so dang early in the morning because I need sleep. You just don't know why it interferes with your uh, breakfast at Jungle Gyms. That's that's what you're and, upset about. And my, and my love your sleep. That's it. Well, you do need your sleep. You you love your sleep. I do know that for sure. I do love sleep. I do love sleep. Anyways, right. smash that like, smash that like button. Tell all your friends we're back. Sorry, we skipped a few weeks, but we're back. We won't do that again. Stop apologizing. We can take a week, dude. We were every week for three years. Don't beat yourself up. But uh, but yeah, we are back. <laughs> easy, easy. All right, all right. Well, I enjoy that. I got two more rounds of promoto, and then uh, I'll be I'll be there in in Sacramento. I'm gonna do Lodi, Hangtown, and in the two Sac Miles, and then I'll be there in Charlotte too. So I'm gonna finish the year strong good. with some flat tracks. So we'll be uh we'll be Sounds seeing good. you before too long. But uh but yeah. Do all those things that he said. Hit that like button. Do all those things. And then uh, we'll see you next week, right? Keep it on four wheels, Carter. Everybody else, keep it on two wheels. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. 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 Later. Case. We got it. Yep.